Good morning and welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem. Uh, it's 2019. It's going to be an incredible year. It is already. I just feel the energy of movement and work uh, cultivating seeds that were planted over the last couple of years. And now I feel like we're really starting to see uh, the fruit or the benefits of those seeds being planted. And I just wanted to thank everybody who tunes into this podcast. I know things are in a transition stage as far as the podcast is concerned, but in this year, you're going to see a lot more of shows like this where I'm sharing uh, insights as I'm walking around in my neighborhood or in nature and also sharing insights uh, from lectures at the Dharma Temple or courses uh, that I offer throughout the year. So please stay tuned. Um, We may or may not go back to the guest format. I'm not sure. Uh, I try and serve this podcast as an entity. I try and serve it as um, a being that is going to do exactly what the show says, and that's reveal the diamond within you. And I I use it as a way to share teachings, same way as I use Instagram. Uh, If I wasn't a teacher, if I wasn't sharing spiritual teachings, I wouldn't be on Instagram and I wouldn't have a podcast. So the whole purpose of it is exactly the name of the show, which is to reveal the diamond, reveal the true self within, and to provide uh, an opportunity for students who may not live uh, in Vancouver or close to the Dharma Temple who want to stay connected with us and these teachings. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all the love and support over the years, and we will continue strong with lots of teachings here on this podcast platform. Today I wanted to talk to you about a concept that's really been coming through in my meditation and my teachings lately, and that is uh, to let every thought, every feeling, every emotion, every desire, and every action reveal your connection to infinity. And what that means is you're moving out of an old world view of your connection to the infinite being influenced primarily by social structure. So social structure is where religion falls into, uh, belief systems. And it's not saying that you shouldn't have those things. It just means that it's not the primary guiding light in your life. Unless, of course, the practices that are within the tradition connect you or make space to reveal your infinity. And it'll, it'll make more sense as we go along. Also, Uh, not to be influenced so heavily by your genealogy, which means that, you know, uh, your previous generations that are impacting you. We used to think scientifically um, that you, if somebody had some condition from a previous generation, that you were subject to that and didn't have a whole lot of say in it. Like if your father had a heart condition or if your father's father had a heart condition or if you're mother was racist and your mother's mother was racist or whatever it might be that those things are going to be passed down or or abusive or you know some of these uh dis-ease or these qualities that are taking you out of your connection to the infinite um you're not those those are not the primary influence on your life unless you allow them to be and that's going to take probably uh, quite a bit of undoing depending on how deep that line is i mean it could go 10 generations back and this is a great opportunity for you in 2019 and during these times to unwind some of that 
stiffness, some of that old way of thinking and connect to infinity. And so that means that instead of relating as the sociological uh, part of you as the primary source of who you are, or the genealogical as the primary source of who you are, we're interested in as seekers and practitioners of yoga, meditation, um, and the subtle sciences, we're interested in getting connected to the cosmological self, which is all of life interconnected and existing as one. So when I say let every thought, every feeling, every emotion, every desire, every action allow space for uh, that to reveal the infinite, what it means is you could take a look at your day and, and make it really practical because I know it's pretty cosmic language. But let's say, for example, for me, I woke up in the morning and, you know, I could just wake up in the morning and, and, and not want to get out of bed or I could wake up in the morning and just sort of go through the motions, you know, flip on the music, flip on the lights and just get going. But instead, what I try and do is I wake up and I recite a prayer that's meaningful for me or I sing you know, or I don't flip on the lights, I light a candle at an altar and I give thanks for all of my teachers. And then I sit with tea and I boil the water quietly and I create a beautiful space and I sit silently with the tea and I drink the bowls and I may recite some prayer or mantra while I drink the tea or I may just be thankful that I have warm water to drink tea and and, thank, and maybe I think about where the tea came from and what a blessing it is to have the tea in my life. That really connects me uh, to the infinite self. That means everything is fixated on gratitude. Everything is fixated on how blessed I am to be alive. And that means like I've just started the day. Haven't left the house, haven't spoken to anybody, haven't turned on a light, and I'm in it, connected to the infinite and then the conversations start to happen and the food and getting my daughter out of bed. And, you know, if you have kids, there are moments where you could be taken out of that infinite experience. Maybe she woke up cranky or, you know, maybe somebody in the house isn't feeling well or maybe somebody's maybe we're late, you know. And, and so I start to observe my actions and, and try and notice, does this connect me? the infinite cosmos and sometimes that means like you're late what are you going to do and then you don't become reactive or say things you don't mean and i think the interesting thing about this concept of aligning yourself with the infinite with every thought with every uh, feeling with every emotion with every desire with every action the interesting thing about it is that even when you respond in a way that isn't in alignment with yourself i was talking to a student yesterday at dharma temple who was saying, you know, I'll be driving in my car and I'll notice that the way the like the road rage comes up and the way that I'm talking to people uh, in my car, even though they can't hear me, I notice from time to time, she said, that the way that I'm speaking isn't me. Like I wouldn't choose that. I would choose to be kind to everybody. I would choose to be loving and compassionate. But the words that are coming out of me are not something that I would choose. Well, that's the genealogical and the social 
coming through as the primary source of influence. You know, that's a collective consciousness. We can all relate to that. Even though we wouldn't choose that, it comes through. Some of us may be so asleep that we think, oh, what's the big deal? Or I am choosing that and what's the big deal? But as you awaken, you start to see like, no, I wouldn't choose that, but it's coming through. And so it's an opportunity to feel through your meditative practices, start to notice a little pause. Is this contributing to me connecting to my infinite self? And when I say infinite self, I mean like your original nature. Like when you were born and you came into this world, the first sovereign act that you took was to take a deep breath in. That was the first sovereign act when you left the warmth of the womb, your mother's space where she nurtured and grew you to become the human that you are now. The first sovereign act you did was to take a breath. The second sovereign act you did was to call out, to call out to the infinite. Not to call out. You're not calling out because you're hungry. You're not calling out because, you know, you're calling out because it's just like, whoa. Like when we say, wahiguru, that first call is that. It's just like, whoa, look at all of this. You know, like, here we go. Things have shifted and changed. Transformation is in action, which is what wahiguru is. Wa is the wow. And guru means a trans to transform from darkness to light. So you've come uh, from the warmth of the womb where you've grown and you've incubated and you've multiplied cells and you've been nurtured and cared for. And now here it is. You've moved into the bright light and you've moved into the through the pain of the labor and the discomfort and also you've entered into the realm of the unknown the bright light the realm of infinite possibility which is incredibly exciting so those are the two things the breath and the sound of your own voice and so when i say we're going to return to that original state i'm talking about that moment i'm talking about in that time when you were a child and you if you watch a baby when they're developing they haven't been influenced by the social and cultural and they haven't been influenced by the genealogical in a way that they notice yeah sure the baby may look like the mother or the father but it's of no concern to the child whatsoever the child has an innate openness to learn to experience and and you're going to experience good bad love fear joy pain and hopefully you know you've been born into uh, conditions where the people who are your caretakers that you have chosen in this birth are going to uh, create an environment where you can connect to your infinity for as long as possible before the sociological and the genealogical takes over and i think about the gospel song jesus take the wheel like for me it's wahiguru take the take the wheel or jesus take the wheel it means like may i connect to the infinite self that original nature when i first came in before karma and conditions became the primary influencer of my life you know like how much money you make is who you are or what gender you are is who you are or what culture you are is who you are these things are all a part of your experience but i want to get you back into that original nature back into the vastness of experiencing life for what it is you know the the buddhists talk about it being emptiness that emptiness is not an empty like 
empty and depressed or low. It's empty like, you know, when I'm, say I'm walking right now down the street, which I am, instead of thinking about my problems or something like that, I'm trying uh, with all parts of my being to be fully present, to notice that there are these beautiful trees with leaves and each leaf is unique. And I'm noticing that the air is cool and that cool air is, it's not like, oh, it's a cold day and it's gross outside. Some people use language like this. Instead, I'm noticing, wow, you know, I live in this lush place where water comes from the sky and the water creates clean air and the clean air allows me to breathe and to live. And what a blessing. And that's the connection to your infinity. And so I'm cultivating a practice where every thought is starting to retrain itself to connect to that, where every feeling is starting to train itself to connect to that, every emotion I'm training to connect to that, every action I'm training to connect to that original state, to that infinity. And sometimes you make a mistake and sometimes, you know, our genealogical influence is deep, you know, like the girl in the car we were talking about. The girl in the car saying, I wouldn't choose that. I notice things, if I get tired and I kind of like let my guard down a little bit or go into like autopilot and, and I'm not keeping up with my steady practice, the long, slow grind of practice, the being really present with my gratitude and noticing the subtle things of life, the subtle beauty that's around me at all times. If I kind of go into autopilot, I can feel like my father or my grandfather coming through and there are beautiful things about that but there are also things that I don't desire to, to pass on to the next generation and it has to be it starts with an awareness yeah I don't want that for my child but it, there has to be an undoing and, and the undoing for me is returning to those two practices of the newborn baby. The first one is paying attention to your breathing, paying attention to your breathing. Go back to the breath, work with the breath. Let the breath revitalize every cell. Breathe powerfully in your practice, cleansing with the breath. Make that the primary teacher in your life, the breathing, Pavan Guru. And then the other part is using the voice to call in the experience of what we're discussing today using the mantra. So Wahiguru, like we said, I'm transforming from darkness to light. I'm open to the possibilities. I'm trusting the infinite in every moment, which means when I see something beautiful, Wahiguru, when I see somebody in pain and suffering, Wahiguru, when I see a beautiful piece of art or music, Wahiguru, when a new baby is born, Wahiguru, when somebody is sick and dying, Wahiguru, like I'm trusting that the infinite's going to take care of it. And I'm not letting the sociological norms or the genealogical influence take over. You know, I have this conversation with my beautiful partner, SJ, from time to time when somebody's dying. And she's like, oh, it's so sad. They're so young. And, and it is sad. There's a sadness to it. There's suffering in it. But also, we don't know what that transition is going to look for that person on the other side. We can feel compassion for them feeling fearful and no, and not knowing what's going to happen but we can also remind them with our presence that that unknown is not necessarily a negative thing you know it, it's mostly sad for the people who are going to miss that person in that form in the physical body but i know from my experience of losing loved ones that 
actually when they release that form that's filled with disease or that form that's run its course um, I feel the sadness and I and I cry and I you know it's it's real but then at the same time once that physical form is dissolved and becomes something else the pain and the suffering changes shape and it especially changes for the person who was in it you know and and you may return to that from time to time but you're now working in this practice of focusing your thoughts your emotions uh, your feelings your desires and your actions on the infinite so i'm not focusing on like one of my dear uncles passed away i'm not focusing on the pain that he went through uh, when he got sick and I'm not focusing on how hard it must be for my uh, aunt and my cousins like I, I know those things are real and I pay them a little bit of attention but I'm focusing on you know how can his life be an influence on me to connect to the infinite in my every moment and and that is ama an amazing teaching and an amazing way to live and so that he continues to live on but in a way that is of service to what's happening in the now. And so everything in my life, I'm trying to design in that way. And some of you may have done like the KonMari method, like when you're organizing your house, she's got a new show on Netflix. And she says like, oh, hold the item in your hand and ask yourself, does this spark joy? And I think that process is really cool. And I would say even expand that beyond the physical things that you have and ask yourself in, in every moment, does this thought, does this feeling, does this emotion, does this action connect me to infinity? Does it connect me to the original self, to this open book that began life when you were born and came into this world? And you design your life in that way and you reflect in every moment in, in that way. And to me, that's what the Buddha meant when he said to meditate without meditating. You become so efficient at living in that space, you know, that, that center of you, that nucleus of you is connected to that radiance, the vastness of all of life. You know, that feeling when you see the, a beautiful ocean or a beautiful mountain river or a beautiful sunset or whatever it might be and, and the mind is clear and calm when you experience that, can you start to look at yourself with the same eyes in every moment through your practices? Does this uh, thought, does this feeling, does this emotion, does this desire uh, connect me to the infinite? And that's really what I do what I do for. That's to me what a yoga practice is all about. That's what meditation is all about. That's what living a spiritual life is all about. And if you have sociological uh, routines or practices, they should support that. So if you have some uh, techniques or practices don't let them be empty or do them just because somebody told you you're supposed to do them because they connect you to the infinity and the genealogical too you know you don't have to be influenced uh, by your your genealogical background you can change it but it requires some work in meditation and it requires some work with breath and it requires some work in shifting and changing some patterns but you have the capacity to do it well I think that's enough for today. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this. Uh, you can always get in touch, Tiaga Prem at thedharmatemple.com. And if you have any questions or you'd like to work one-on-one, -on -one, I love working one-on-one -on -one with people. You can also find us at the Dharma Temple in Vancouver on Main Street. You can hear the sounds of Main Street now. I'm just coming up on Main Street.
Uh, thanks for taking this walk with me this morning. It means the world that you take the time to listen. Now go out there and shine your light and share with everybody around you that you don't have to be a product of a sick society, that you don't have to be a product of a genealogy that's filled with a disconnection, that you are here to be a light in this world and to bring people home to their original state. It's essential. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Sat Nam.